Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the second unmade bed of the year 2023. I'm Adrian, that's Bree. Say hello, Bree. Hello, Bree. Um, we're well into the new year now. Um, we weren't a minute ago when you said that we were in 2022. Yeah, well, yeah, which is why we stopped and started again. <laughs> Um, you've been in your new job now for a couple of weeks. How are you finding it? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot, yes. Very good. I'm enjoying not being stuck behind a computer for the entire day. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to chat to a lot of, um, of the guys who are out there, um, you know, fixing our roads and, mm-hmm. uh, mowing our verges and, mm-hmm. and, and setting up our ovals for sports and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, so... It's all a, a good bunch of not all just guys. There's a few. There's a few um, females Else? as well on the mm-hmm. who who are out there working hard on looking after the local area. So is it what you expected going in? It, it is pretty much what I expected going in. Okay. I've got to say, yeah, it's um, from from I guess from what they told me from the interviews and and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's always good to know that they've been up front right right from the beginning. Yeah. Hmm. So, what have we got to talk about? I didn't really have anything going into this, so I wasn't really expecting to be doing one tonight. I did spring it on you at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. you well, did, but... I just thought we were kind of due for one, but... Um, yeah, well, you need to come to the party then with material. Well, uh, keeping it on the music theme, I was yeah. um, very interested to see uh, Sam Smith's uh, album debut. Where did it debut? It debuted at number one. Oh, well, that's... That's a, on on the charts. That's a real shock. So, yeah. um, the uh, I guess the the mob who uh, ex, I don't know what the word for it is, but who uh, bleat about go woke, go broke, mm-hmm. seem to be uh, somewhat misguided. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, he obviously, you know, I guess I think the the uh, vast majority of people are happy to recognise that. Good talent is good talent, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really matter what uh, what else someone is doing on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Is he in Australia for World Pride in Sydney, or is he not? He was he, he was in Australia. He was um, was meant to, was meant to be a, an exclusive gig at Adelaide for the Fringe Festival. Yeah. I think last um, last I saw of him, he was at the Grammys. Monday week ago, but yes, he was at the he was at the the Grammys, uh, dressed in some in, sort of gravity defined black costume. <laughs> costume, and uh, I I I don't I like it. It's um, you know I, I think at this point he's kind of trolling a little bit to mm. <laughs> to just see, but uh, you know he raises some 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 good points. You know, it's um the the I guess the backlash on some of the the. The fashion that he's mm. been seen in, you know, does is there's been some some occasions mm. where it's been raised on on female artists. I can you know think when Lady Gaga turned up to something or other in the dress that was made out of meat, mm-hmm. which is probably a little bit more extreme than, mm-hmm. than what Sam Smith's doing. And, mm. and there's been numerous times when a female artist has been you know turned up at a some sort of red carpet event dressed in some kind of bizarre mm-hmm. uh, fashion but apparently mm. when uh, someone who is uh, non-binary mm. uh, decides to do it it's it's much more of a big thing um, 
Yes, I'm not sure who who's making a big thing out of it apart from the your fundamentalist. Uh, oh, the Daily Mail to, to start with. Well, the Daily Mail doesn't really count as a news outlet. No, I suppose not. No, it's not really um, in in any way that's uh, yeah Sky News either. Is mm-hmm. it's yeah it's definitely the uh, conservatives who are making a big thing out of it. Mm. Um, other things that have been happening news-wise over the past week or so, there's been a lot of talk of balloons. Mm. Um, I don't know whether you saw yesterday that Chaser did a stunt in Sydney. Yes, where they put a balloon over the Chinese embassy, embassy. Yeah. saying this is not a spy balloon or it's not yeah. something written on it. <laughs> not a spy balloon, I think, was written on yes. it. Yes. <laughs> oh, I just thought that was, you know, you can always trust the Chaser to come up with something pointed and good, so... Um, yeah, I don't think the security guard knows or knew how to react. No. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't Chinese. He was. He looked like, a, you know, an Australian. Yeah. Like that. So, um, I mean, he did the best he could. He didn't answer the question which was put to him about where the... I forget which embassy it was, but... Which sort of really takes away from the joke. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have gone there because I didn't know the answer. <laughs> but yes, no, it's um, it, it's it's interesting that that, that I mean the, the Chinese admitted that it was their their balloon mm-hmm. for a start, the, the one that was over the US. Mm-hmm. But you know, and then said it, but it was just a weather balloon. But mm-hmm. then they raised the why is the Chinese interested in the weather that's over Montana or wherever the fuck it was that. Uh, <laughs> I the guess, balloon was shot and that's probably not it, but... I actually thought their argument was that it was a weather balloon that was flown in China. And, has, and it went off grabbed, course, yeah. Grabbed by the trade winds and... Um, yeah. Gone halfway around the world, so it would seem. Mm. Mm. But, I mean, it seems that if that was the case, why would you... You would have... Someone would have seen that the weather balloon had gone that far off course and nobody had bothered to, you know, retrieve it or, you know, uh, give give the US a heads up that, the, that, this, that this balloon had gone off course and, oh, hang on, sorry, now this is in your airspace, sorry about that. Yeah, no, fair point. Um, I don't think anyone, at least any of the public, have been privy to the real truth behind the situation. I'm not normally... Of conspiracy thinking. Oh no! I, mean, I love Chinese culture. You know, I, I, do, I love watching Chinese TV as as, uh, as, as you do. But um, yeah, I just think that there's uh, there's just something kind of strange yeah. about the whole thing, and I don't I don't think it's as far as the US kind of thinks mm-hmm. it is, and but I don't think it's quite as uh, mundane mm. as mm. what China is kind of making it out. I mean, it could potentially be. just have been China just. Having fun annoying the Yanks. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think if I was to guess that it mm. was not nothing, you know, obviously nothing that's that's bad, but maybe just to like, let's kind of fuck around and find out what happens here. <laughs> yeah, see what happens. Dip your toe in the water. <laughs> I mean, do they know? I mean, it took it, it did take the US quite a while to notice and then shoot it down. Uh, the reason they didn't want to they didn't want to shoot it down over land because it was quite. Large by balloon stands, it was hold, holding a, you know, a little satellite transmission thing underneath it. So, mm. 
Um, I think the last thing the Yanks wanted to do was shoot it down and suddenly find it was radioactive. Yeah, I suppose like that's that. a fair so, point, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, uh, un- unidentified flying objects. It's not uh, quite where you might have thought it was in the 50s. No, <laughs> we've come a long way. Um, of course, you know, it's like sightings of Bigfoot, sightings of aliens and sightings of UFOs. The number of people that have actually recorded a Bigfoot since everyone got cameras in their phones, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was all very well when nobody had cameras in their phones to say, oh, I saw Bigfoot, or, oh, I saw the knock this monster. But literally, quite literally, nobody goes around these days without a camera literally in their pocket, doubling as a phone. Yeah. So if you see the Loch Ness Monster and you haven't actually taken a photo of it, then... Your claim is going to be called bullshit. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Pretty much. There has been a few photos. I think there was, particularly in, in uh, around Sydney, there was the photos of the infamous Sydney Panther. Oh, yeah, that was on the Guardian. That was a couple, yeah, a couple of years ago, and it's been kind of ongoing since. Yeah. But... It's always been a bit of a question mark over it is to hang on, is the cat that big or is this just a matter of perspective? Yes, it would depend on how close or far the object was and the surroundings and that kind of thing. So. Yes, there are, there are ways to manipulate photos, yeah. you know, intentionally or even unintentionally hmm. that, that make it look like hmm. uh, something is maybe a bit larger than it appears. Well, look, it may not be a panther, but I suspect it's a fucking huge feral cat yeah oh definitely it's some sort of feral cat that yeah. i think that's uh yeah and yes they're quite probably getting larger and larger because mm-hmm. uh, that's evolution for you that's, yes that's science it's uh yes the feral cat population is thriving so mm-hmm. you know grow them bigger and meaner and the bigger and meaner ones survive and, and the bigger and meaner they get the more food they eat and the bigger and meaner they keep getting so Speaking, speaking of cats, one just Speaking of room. bigger and meaner, yes. Um, Chrissy just walked in. Mm. Um, compared to her brother, she's quite a smaller cat. Mm. She holds her own. Yes, she weighs about four kilos. Oh, and, great. Here's Waldo. And here's the bigger, and <laughs> the bigger cat mm. who's decided to follow on. Because they're cats, they can't help but be curious about what's going on. Um, anything else you want to bring up? Well, um, Bonzer Airline, just uh, in the last time since we've taken our last uh, mm. podcast, have done a few few routes. They're doing mm. Sunshine Coast to Sunday Coast. And mm-hmm. They're just about to take off Sunshine Coast to, to Gladstone or uh, something else. Like that. Yeah. The second route. Look, they've gotten further than I thought they were going to. I honestly thought that it started out as someone's wild idea and it was going to go tits up before a plane left the ground. But however long they last, will be, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the, the track record of new entries in the Australian market over the years isn't great. You go back to Compass in the 1990s. Um, Virgin Blue was apparently about six weeks from going under when ANSET collapsed. So they were very much the beneficiaries of being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, apparently, I think Branson got offered something like 200 million bucks for Virgin Blue and he was 
he was quite adamant, oh, sorry, quite open that he was going to say, oh, you know, I thought about taking it, then Ansett went tits up, so uh, now I'm going to stay. Yeah. Mm. Um, Tiger Air sort of came and went because... No, they were very much a victim of the pandemic. I mean, they were downhill before the pandemic started, mm. but the pandemic was really the, the final nail in their coffin. Mm, they seem to be considered worse than Jetstar, which is really saying something. Yeah. Yes, the uh, thread on Reddit that I saw earlier where they'd uh, seated someone's two-year-old child in the middle row nowhere near where the parents were sitting... <laughs> Yeah, to show the kind of level of service you get from Jetstar. Mm. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I would like to see Bonzers succeed. I think we can definitely do with another airline or two in in competition mm-hmm. in in the domestic market. Mm. I think I, I think they've gone. At least they're trying to do something different. They're not just trying to take on the Sydney to Melbourne mm. route and mm. and you know see what they can do there. They've mm. take taking on routes that don't currently exist so as i but they're they're really hedging their bets that Qantas isn't going to swoop in and go oh we want to do that one too and then Mm. edge them out so um it's been interesting i actually thought for a start there might be a direct route like launceston or hobart to the sunshine coast because at the moment you've got to go via well, basically, Melbourne or Sydney. I think there's like one flight a day that they that, that um, Qantas and Virgin run up to Brisbane. Yes. Um, but I also get the feeling, based on past experience, that uh, the executives at Hobart and Launceston Airport and the tourism industry would be a little bit apprehensive about how Qantas and Virgin could react. Yes. So, in other... Yeah, I, I get that, but they can't. Yeah, I don't think that's valid. It's like they can't. They can't run the airport just based on how. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not talking about Qantas and Virgin pull of out, pulling out of Tasmania. I'm saying that um, the the airlines themselves have the threat available to them to say, oh, well, if you're inviting a new airline, we'll just cut back your frequencies to Melbourne and Sydney. Mm. Chew on that. Yeah, they could do that, but honestly, at this point in the the, the way that the domestic and the way that the the, uh, the the value that they're getting out of those kind of routes doesn't, doesn't couldn't add up to that, I wouldn't think. Mm. So... Because there was definitely on Bonds' original plans, some def- I definitely saw Launceston there as one of their mm. one of their airports of interest. Mm. Uh, I don't know, can't remember whether there was Hobart in there or not, but mm. um, yeah, probably Launceston's probably got a better opportunity available to it. Mm. Um, and I think there were lots sort of Launceston to um, I think maybe Avalon and. Um, I think mate possibly Newcastle like there was it was it was something it wasn't Launceston to Melbourne or Launceston to Sydney it was Launceston to could fringes be, there could be Newcastle or Port yeah. Macquarie or Cox or something, something like, like that, that. Yeah. yeah it was something different so well as much as I've enjoyed talking about aviation on this episode uh, it's time to get serious it's time to talk music yes and based on your request uh, before the last episode to do more 90s charts, you asshole. Um, 
can't remember saying the word asshole. Uh, it would have been in there somewhere. Maybe up, off off record. Mm. So I've got the chart here from the 15th of February, 1998. 98, okay. Yeah. 25 years ago this week. Yes. All right, so just sort of get in your head, February 1998 was. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, some f- fascinating... Uh, Debuts. Did you ever like Days of the New? I love Days of the New. Okay. One of my favourite. Uh, Travis Meeks is one of the best musicians ever going around who unfortunately got really fucked up on drugs and never really realised his full potential. Yeah, because their single... So that t- single would be Touch, Peel and Stand. Yep. Yep. Which made quite a jump up this week back 25 years ago. And what else is going on here? No other real bullet performers to note apart from... For some reason, getting jiggy with it by Will Smith moved back up the chart after previously being on a downwards trajectory. Whether Will came was, to the country or... Yeah, was, it a, was getting jiggy with it in a movie or... Possibly. possibly? It's a yeah. good song. I, I, look, I, I have to admit I enjoy Will Smith's, um, yeah. you know, or mm. uh, Fresh Prince and uh, yeah. Jazzy Jeff. Mm-hmm. So they're fun, fun songs that uh, mm. are easy on the ears. Mm. I'm just looking actually at the albums chart. This week, 25 years ago, there was a brand new entry at number one, Yield by Pearl Jam. Yeah. Mm. Not really talked about in the pantheon of great... Uh, oh, unless you talk to a Pearl Jam. I've known, obviously, I, 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 I'm not, I, I don't, you know... I, I like Pearl Jam, but I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, no, I wouldn't count myself among Pearl Jam fans because I have met a lot of Pearl Jam fans. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I ever ask a Pearl Jam fan is what's what's the longest plane trip they've ever gone on to see a Pearl Jam concert? Because mm-hmm. you, you can bet your ass that someone who's a dedicated Pearl Jam fan has travelled somewhere mm-hmm. to to go and watch them and yeah the most recent time i asked this of a, a, an old colleague he went to the u.s to see them so yes that's not unusual that, so that's nice and they will go and they'll go from city to city going to pearl jam concerts and uh, mm. it's it's a very uh very involved fan club being a pearl jam fan mm. Well, the uh, the top ten. This it's really a fascinating looking top ten. This well, week. the late nineties. We're looking at sort of a mix of alternative music as well as as pop. I could imagine. Mm, well, number ten down one spot from nine the previous week. Entrance. Do you think I'm sexy? Mm-hmm. Former number one. Uh, number nine. Speaking of former number ones, tub thumping. Oh. Chumba Wumba. Add that to the list of songs I could very happily never hear in my life again. Yes, well, I haven't heard it in a Unfortunately, sometimes you do hear it. Oh, yeah, sometimes radio plays it. Yes. Uh, number eight, Run DMC versus Jason Nevins. It's like that. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Smash Mouth, Walking on the Sun. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the, the, Smash, the, the lead singer of Smash Mouth has basically lost his fucking mind? No. Um, I think he was caught up in in a lot of anti-vax shit and uh, doing doing drugs and basically he'd turn up to performances completely wasted and then start fighting with the audience. Okay. So, yeah, so he basically lost his mind. Hmm. Uh, where are we? Seven, six. 
T-shirt, you sexy thing, you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not the worst song ever, mate. Mm. Number five, and I for- you always forget that this song made it so high up the uh, Australian chart, Together Again by Janet Jackson. Oh, yeah. Doesn't really get much play these days. No, it's just not one of her bigger... Uh, Most played. played. Even those uh, out of all of her songs in Australia, um, there's been a, like one or two number ones, but only a couple of top five singles. So yeah. Mm. Number four, down from number one, Aqua, Doctor Jones. Mm. Um, the thing you can say about Doctor Jones is it's a better song than Barbie Girl. Well, is it though? I mean, it's. Mm. Maybe, maybe it is, but it's not as. Doesn't have enduring appeal. No, it doesn't. It's not as catchy. I wouldn't. Mm. I wouldn't. I would say, and it's not as. Mm. You know, I guess thematically, it's uh, you know. Mm. Everyone knows who Barbie is. Mm-hmm. No one gives a fuck who Doctor Jones is. Mm. So basically, if you were DJing in a club and put this on just to be ironic. You'd end up with the drinks being thrown at you. Yeah, if you were going to put any aqua song on, you'd put Barbie Girl on. Yeah, you'd get glassed otherwise. Yeah. Uh, number three, all the way up from seven, Natalie Imbruglia, Torn. Still yeah. stands up to this day. Yeah, it's, it's still a good song. Mm. Cool. Um, Natalie herself hasn't done a lot of recording in recent years. No. But, um, the album, too, Left of the Middle, also like a... I want to say surprisingly because she was a Neighbours actress, but it's a surprisingly credible album. Um, well, actually, her second album was, like I thought, was always was very good, but it did because it didn't obviously didn't get chart, the commercial though. success yeah. that the first one got. Yeah. Uh, number two up from three, Backstreet Boys, As Long As You Love Me. Mm. Anyone who remembers the video for As Long As You Love Me knows the parody that Blink-182 did for All The Small Things, which is just still still friggin' hilarious. If you get on YouTube and look up the video for um, um, As Long As You... For, not for As Long As You Love Me, for All The Small Things by Blink-182, um, still stands up to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number one, going to number one for its first of four weeks... You're going to like this. It was My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> mm. So, yes, I'm guessing uh, this must be around the time when Titanic was was released. Yes, well, Pearl Jam's The Yield bumped the Titanic soundtrack now to number two on mm. the album chart. Did you know that, uh, that the single recording of, of My Heart Will Go On mm-hmm. was actually meant to be the demo recording of... Of the song, mm-hmm. but so- they went into the studio, and Celine sang it, mm. and she kind of stopped and went, "Oh, okay, how was that? How, well, you know, what, what do you want me to change?" Mm-hmm. And the producers who were sitting there just went, "Ah, uh, nothing. Mm. Let's just take that one and run with it." And mm. and that's what they did. Mm. And it was one of those songs, though. I think about halfway into its chart run, they released a second version. Which had dialogue from the movie interspersed through it. Yeah, yeah, that just made me hate it even more. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's um, no, it's still a <clears throat> good song. How many uh, what times have you watched Titanic? Um, a few, a right. few, but 
See, it's only once for me. Yeah. And once was... Once was uh, enough for you? Once was enough. Yeah. Yeah. Never really. You don't even care to see Kate Winslet nude? Well, there was a lot of effort to to just to, just to see sort of half a Kate Winslet boob. Yeah, fair enough. I'll... You know, there's been plenty of other movies where she's exposed more. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, also, the internet was a thing. Yes, and yes, I, in fact... I believe I have a photo on my computer somewhere yeah. of Kate Winslet's pussy, so... Yeah. Mind you, in those days it was pre-broadband, so it would have been the old... I think we had a 28.8 modem at our place. Mm. Did you have anything faster, being a bit of a computer girl? No, well, 28.8 was the fastest the dial-up, yeah. dial-up got until... Uh, I uh, would have been maybe uh, maybe around ninety eight ninety nine when mm. I got my first cable internet. Oh, okay. Modem, which probably you didn't well, mm. which was in Sydney. Yeah. And because I worked for Telstra mm-hmm. in uh, well ninety seven, um, working on the call centre mm-hmm. for Telstra, so I got my very own uh, cable modem, which was super, super fast. And allowed me to play lots of games and download lots of various videos. And if you played kids today the audio of a dial-up modem connecting to the internet, like if you just played it without telling them what it is, they would... I don't know what the... you know. Yeah. And and if they, they wouldn't understand the struggles, particularly when I was in 1996 living with my father um, and I was trying, you know... The fact that using the dial-up modem meant that you Block actually, the phone you're line. actually blocking yes. the landline, um, and he was trying to um, sometimes in the evenings receive faxes from uh, uh, that were work-related, uh-huh. <laughs> and his work-related colleague saying, "Well, I can't get my fax through because the line's constantly engaged." And then having my father coming up and going, um, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> would you mind getting off the internet?" Mm. It wasn't even really the internet, actually. It was uh, bulls and boards. Bulls and boards, yeah. At that point. Uh, which was, I guess, the pre-internet. Uh, yeah, it was like the pre-Reddit Reddit. Yeah, you of... went onto a specific bulletin board. Yeah, de- dedicated to a specific dedicated, topic. Yeah, well, or just, I guess, with a dedicated group of... And apart from that, it was all IRC internet relay chat rooms. Yeah, and then IRC came along a little bit later. And Yeah. <laughs> yes. How far we've come in 25 years. Yes. Mm. Well, that about wraps it up for this week. We hope you've enjoyed or at least tolerated this episode of The Unmade Bed. I'm Adrian. I say goodnight. Say goodnight, Brie. Good night, Brie. We'll talk to you again very, very soon. Yeah.